Loving others doesn't flow out of liking them or agreeing with them. It flows from being loved by Him. Welcome to the Bethany Lutheran Sermon Podcast for the week of August 15th, 2021. It's the 12th week after Pentecost, and today, Pastor Kevin Kreitzer continues our summer series, Walking Through Paul's Letter to the Ephesians. Today, we focus on the first part of chapter four. The key verses are in the show notes. This message was recorded live at Bethany. Several weeks ago, when we began our time together in St. Paul's Letter to the Ephesians, the preacher said, there are some who call this the Queen Epistle. And that Martin Luther once said of the book of Ephesians, it is in this book that we learn how to live as God's children. Well, this morning, the list that St. Paul gives us of of that which to avoid and that which to embrace, uh, how to steer clear of sinfulness and how to pursue holiness, those words follow these ones. You heard them read last week. But this is what moves these words. Be imitators of God as dearly loved children and live a life of love, just as Christ loved you and gave himself up for you. If you were to distill the Christian life into four syllables, if you were to reduce it to a single utterance, if you were to summarize the Christian life uh, into one word, you'd be hard-pressed to find a word better than the one that Paul has supplied us today, imitation. Now, in his uh, Greek, Paul actually uses the word memetai, from which we get the word mimic. Mimicry is something that comes naturally to us, does it not? Kids, children, youth, uh, brothers and sisters of all ages. How many of you at one point have had a sibling say the very thing you said right after you said it to the point when you were just ready to explode? Moms and dads, how many of you have had one of your children come to you begging you, please tell them to quit copying me, only to hear the offending uh, offspring say, please tell him to quit copying me, just kind of like Dr. Fink and I did earlier for fun. Sometimes we copycat in order to frustrate. Sometimes it's, it's actually more t- to foster. When kids put on mom's high heels or dad's sports coat, it's not merely always just to play dress up. Sometimes it is to be like. And it doesn't stop when we're children. Much of fashion or even action is done out of imitation to those we look up to and aspire to be like. Sometimes we mimic out of a desire to be like. Sometimes we mimic out of a desire to be liked. Paul's call to imitation is a little bit of a deviation from our natural inclination. It doesn't have anything to do with the desire to be like, nor the desire to be liked. Rather, it flows from the truth that you have been loved. Be imitators of God as dearly loved 
children and live a life of love just as Christ loved you and gave himself for you. While the words are recorded in that queen epistle, it's not the only place we run into words like this. 17 times in the New Testament, in seven different books, written by three different authors, we as Christians are called to live a life of love. And on one occasion, one of those authors was quoting a man who never penned an epistle, nor wrote out a gospel, but who was and who is the very word of God. When he said, my command to you is this, love one another. You know, when Jesus spoke those words, uh, an event happened soon thereafter recorded in the same text. And it says this, having loved his own, Jesus showed them the full extent of his love and just imagine for a minute that John had not finished that sentence. What if John, kind of like uh, some of us at times, just let his mind wander, forgot where he was at, so we just started up new in the next paragraph, and that was just hanging out there. Having loved his own, he showed them the full extent of his love, and how do you suppose you might fill in the blank? Maybe you'd say, and he went to Calvary. Instead of people trying to be like him, they just tried him. Instead of mimicry, he received mockery. And having loved his own, he showed them the full extent of his love. And he was nailed to the cross. He poured out his lifeblood, cried to heaven, breathed his last, and died. How would you fill in the blank if it hadn't been written? Well, it was written, and maybe you remember what John says, actually. He says this, having loved his own, Jesus showed them the full extent of his love, and he took off his outer garment, wrapped a towel around his waist, and washed his disciples' feet. It was in the upper room. Before they had defiled themselves, he cleansed them. He forgave their sin before they had committed it. He granted them mercy before they sought it. And I can hear you now, you're maybe saying, well, you know, Pastor Kay, that's him, that ain't me. Don't tell me you're gonna ask me to do that. I can't. The ache is too real. The hurt is too deep. The wounds are too many. Each time I see them, I cringe. I can't. You know, those people or that person, it, they're just too much to take. Every time I hear what they say or read what they post, I want to beat my head against a wall or beat something over theirs. I can't. Mimic the merciful one? Imitate the eternal and immortal God? <laughs> Here's St. Paul again. Be imitators of God and live a life of love just as Christ loved you and gave himself up for you. 
Loving others doesn't flow out of liking them or agreeing with them. It flows from being loved by him. Be imitators of God. You know, last week as Pastor Seth was working through St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians, the words just before the ones we heard read this, uh, this morning, he had one of his t-shirts, one of his favorite t-shirts. And he talked about living a life in a stained t-shirt, how you're always doing the laundry, how you always got to clean it. I think what he was telling us was quite clearly and right, uh, quite truly that just like the disciples in the upper room, as Jesus dealt with them, so he deals with us. What he did for them, he does and is doing for us. He washes us constantly, bestows his love on us continually, showing us the full extent of it clearly. In fact, elsewhere in one of his writings, John writes these words. We are being cleansed from every sin by the blood of Jesus. Let me say that again. We are being cleansed. He doesn't say... In past tense, you were cleansed. He doesn't say in in future hope, you will be cleansed. He talks present continuous reality. You are being cleansed continually by the blood of Jesus. Jesus is constantly purifying his people. Washing them clean and supplying them what they need to mimic him and imitate their God. Because he lives, we live. Because he loves, we love. And as we love, we imitate him. Now, Pastor Seth is not the only pastor you have that has a t-shirt story. You have another pastor who has a story with every t-shirt he has, and pretty much all he wears is t-shirts. I'm talking about Pastor Kyle. And I had to ask him if I could borrow one of his for today. If your eyes aren't all that good, it says, God loves the people you hate. (laughs) I was a little bit shocked the first time I saw him in that shirt. And I thought to myself, I do not hate anybody who doesn't deserve to be hated. And I love everybody who is worthy of my love. And then I realized that the shirt should shock me because I'm a pretty poor copycat of my creator and king, if that's how I live. Be an imitator of God as a dearly loved child and live a life of love just as he loves you and gave himself for you. God loves all equally. God loves our current president and our past president equally. He loves those presently in the administration and those in the previous administration equally. He loves liberals as much as conservatives and Republicans as much as Democrats. God loves all equally. He loves boys as much as girls and women as much as men. He loves the vaccinated and the unvaccinated alike. He loves those equally who are in favor of or opposed to masks and mandates, recalls and redistricting. God loves the lost as much as the found. 
and those who worship faithfully as much as those who have never yet worshipped once. He loves those who, who love the organ more than the band. And those who love contemporary music as much as those who love classic hymnody. He loves those who kneel and those who stand alike. He loves those who watch TV and those who prefer to read. He loves sports fans and theater fans alike. He loves Baptists as much as Lutherans. <laughs> yes, he does. And atheists as much as theists. He loves those of you who are looking forward to winter and you like it when it is darker earlier. I don't get it. I just know it to be true. He loves you as much as those of us who are already missing the longest days of summer. God loves unconditionally. God loves unilaterally. God loves eternally. And he loves nobody more than he loves you. But he loves nobody less than he loves you. He loves everyone equally, including you. And here is the key to what St. Paul is saying today. The way that the world comes to know, experience, and receive that love of God is when his people live a life of it, imitating him. Having the words without the accompanying actions is as Paul will write elsewhere, Maybe you have often heard it in a wedding, 1 Corinthians 13. If I have not love, I'm just like a ringing bell, an empty shell. It doesn't mean anything, but the greatest of these is love. Love is not simply the sincerest form of flattery. It is rather the sincerest form of ministry for those who would imitate him. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. A video archive of our online worship services, including today's message, can be found on our YouTube channel and at www.bethanylutheran.org. Links for both of these are in the show notes. If you would like to support this podcast or the ministry of Bethany Lutheran in Long Beach, California, you can text the word GIVE to 562-210-0463. That's GIVE, G-I-V-E, to 562-210-0463. Join us next week as Pastor Kyle Blake brings us a message from the last half of Ephesians chapter 5.